you can rebuild a building. You can rebuild like people are like, oh, if anybody touches Mercedes Benz Stadium, like <laughs> Arthur Blank, he's got it. Like he's he'll it'll be it'll all right. Be they'll, 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 they'll build ten more. Oh, they destroyed the college football museum. It's fucking football. It's not that serious, right? You can rebuild a target, but you can't bring Floyd back to life. He's not coming back. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Southbury706, Breezus, hashtag uh, MudBeast on Twitter. This is uh, KTSC Av, formerly the committee podcast. We are, we're in the middle of a rebrand, so appreciate y'all rocking with us. Uh, and uh, our bootleg intro that I'm working on is, let me know what you think about it, it is Welcome to KTS Av, the content contenders, hot take Avengers, talking everything you thought you didn't need to hear. Subscribe on Apple, SoundCloud, and YouTube. That sounds gay. Oh, first of all, this is a sex positive podcast. We wow, you know what, man? <laughs> this is why. This is why we can't have shit. This is why. This is why we can't have nothing. Anywho, it's it's your boy. We got Marcus Sniffles, a special guest, lunch money, uh, joining us uh, to talk a little bit of politics, uh, things that are going on in the country right now. Uh, it's interesting with the new rebrand we're doing. It kind of goes back to our very first episode. That was uh, I don't know, kind of super politically driven to an extent, where we kind of talk about what's going on with the election of a uh, forty-five, and it's kind of coming around full circle. So. Uh, Right now, with the election, has come down to Joe Biden and uh, 45. And I know lunch has some interesting takes on uh, Mr. Biden and the, the state of the country and the black vote. So I'm, I'm curious to hear your your ideas on the, what should we do moving forward as a country? Because a lot of people have had the mindset that, again, we know career politicians, most of them are you know crooked. They tell lies. If you look back at Biden's career, you're going to see a lot of inconsistencies like with most career politicians and we got to understand that that's that's par for the course but we got to also understand that the dude that's running shit right now claimed this global pandemic was a hoax said it would go away in two weeks uh recently now these uh protests slash riots has uh i guess said we should start shooting citizens whether it was you know hyperbole or whatever um, amongst other things like the list the amount of crazy stuff that's happened since his presidency again it could be there's a magnifying glass on it for whatever reason but like it's it's so crazy that i forgot that like they were locking kids up in cages like a while ago and that, that's one of the main one of the many crazy things that has been happening it's just like damn that really happened now apparently uh 45 is deep in his bunker in the white house because protesters are running <laughs> up the front lawn so like like wh what are your thoughts man I'm, I'm i'm very curious on your point of view well, before, as soon as I heard what Biden said, I was like, this is the main issue. Well, well what do you say? Because, well, again, it's, it hasn't been a long time, but in Twitter time and in, like, world news time, it feels like the, the comments that Biden made on The Breakfast Club, which, again, Marcus is one of their biggest fans. He, he still doesn't understand why <laughs> politicians or anybody goes to The Breakfast Club. Like, I kind of get it to an extent if you're trying to reach a certain demographic. But you got to look at the history of how that typically goes, like, or you got to have really good handlers. Like, hey, we don't want to do this live, and we need to have a set amount of questions, pre predetermined questions before our candidate says something crazy. But yeah, let, remind the people what uh, Mr. Biden actually said. So he he said, if you have a hard time choosing between him and Trump, you ain't black. 
that's it. And that's something that that's pretty common among black people to say, like, oh, if you do this, you're not black, or if you do that, you're not black. And that's an issue because for him to say that, that means he knows that he doesn't have to do anything to earn our vote. All he has to do is show up. And so that means he's not gonna go out of his way to give us the black agenda, to help us with things like redlining, to help us with voting rights for people that have been incarcerated, to even help people get out of jail. And so with an issue like that, he just has too much power when it comes to our vote. So <laughs> before the world started to burn down, I was thinking, let Trump win again. Like, what's the worst that can happen? And then a few days later, you know, <laughs> George Floyd, everybody started protesting and it just got worse. Because I was thinking, like, if we don't let the Democrats get in office again and force them to put in place policies, because our vote, like, we don't understand how strong our vote is. So if we hold out, you don't have to vote for Trump. But if you don't vote at all, and they can't they can't win without our vote. And so with that being said, like we could have forced them to make changes, but now we can't have Trump in there anymore. We gotta get rid of him. Yeah, I I heard someone else say this before. Your your first government job should not be the president. I think that should be a rule. Just the way things have been going. Not saying the man is perfect, not saying any president before or after him is going to be perfect, but there's certain there's certain things that you would expect a president to act. And the current president we have isn't really acting presidential, so to speak. And even Biden, like there's people that aren't a fan of his that are like against Trump, but they're just like Biden has a past too. Biden well, he was involved with the crime bill or something like that. He's had his issues with like women and possibly touching people inappropriately. Like there's really no good choices, but when it comes to politics, you're not, you're never going to get a completely clean candidate. Like there's always something that they did in the past that's going to bother somebody, whether it's legit or not, there's something out there that's going to bother somebody. So you're never going to have a perfect candidate. But this this is, I mean, it, this is the most 2020 thing to have these two. Yeah, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. It literally. Like, it almost seems like it doesn't even matter. And I think it, I, I think it matters. Like, I think it, it can't be Trump anymore. It, it really can't. This man is just wilding out on Twitter, like, all the time, constantly just. And it, his inflammatory language is something that we haven't really seen from a president but maybe because I, we didn't have like Twitter wasn't as big as before. But I don't remember Obama tweeting this much, and tweeting this like this heavy, like all caps, talking crazy to the media all the time. Like it just seems different. It, I don't know. I can and don't go, don't talk to Charlemagne. Like if you're someone who has like something to lose, and you know there's there's so, there has to be someone else he could have talked to. It can't be just that can't be his only option to try to pander to get the black vote. Because I, at this point, pander to me. I, I get it. You got to pander. You want the black vote? Go ahead, pander. But there's got to be someone else you can talk to. It can't just be, 
oh, I need to go talk to the Breakfast Club. Like, when's the last time someone talked to Charlemagne and came out looking good, looking positive? They're only there to get you to clickbait and to say something crazy. And that's what he did. I didn't even, I didn't watch the interview. But once I heard it was happening, I was like, yeah, Biden back the fuck up. He going to say something. And that's all we're going to talk about. And that's what we're doing right now. Well, that's why it's good, because if you go on the breakfast club and you can't hold your own, you don't deserve to be president because he didn't he didn't say anything crazy. All he said was, what are you going to do? Like, what's your black agenda? What are you going to do? And Biden couldn't answer that simple question without going off. Hmm. I mean, I get, I get that. I just feel like there were other there's got to be more options. If, as far as like politicians go, like I feel like there should be, I'm, I it, and this isn't just like in politics. This is in like music, culture, everything. Like the idea that people have to go talk to Charlemagne, who is for the most part unprofessional, DJ Envy, who is never prepared, and Angela Yee, who is just kind of there as eye candy, but is whatever. It's just like there has to be other options, in my opinion. It can't just be. Breakfast Club, High 97, like, go talk to Big Boy. Like, Big Boy is a good interviewer. He's not going to hit you with no gotcha journalism or nothing like that, but I guess because he's on the West Coast, they didn't really talk to him, and he's, I, I don't know, but I feel like there should be other options. Yeah, either. Well, the way that I felt about this situation, so, sorry, let me, I'm sorry to interrupt you, sir. First of all, I like to start out by saying, fuck you, Florida Trail. I should come out of Jacksonville and beat your motherfucking ass tonight. But getting back onto the subject, I felt as if that that's a slap in the face. Don't pull my black card, you old senile white bitch. Like, you ain't got shit to say to me. You don't know my struggles. My black family was raised in the fields of Mississippi. We've been through slavery. We've been through sharecropping. If I choose to vote Democrat or Republican, that's my right as an American citizen. So don't ever sit here and let it come out the side of your neck that I'm not black if I choose not to vote for you. And I just felt like that was just disrespectful. Like, that's not the way that you get the black vote. Like, come up with a black agenda. And I do agree with you, Lunch Money. We should hold our vote. Like, um, before all this happened, I was kind of leaning towards just not voting at all. But the Trump thing and and his activities the last few days have kind of got me a little riled up. And it is like, man, we do need to get this guy out of the office. But it's like, wow, do we really want to sacrifice this black vote again? Because we know that, hey, we didn't come out as strong in 2016. And maybe that's the reason that Hillary is not in office. We came out in record numbers for Barack Obama. And we we made sure that we made that change. We were that change. And so I'm kind of almost like conflicted. Like, I don't want to do what I'm told to do because some white man is going to say that I'm not black enough, but I can't stand another second of 45 in the office. So that's my point. Sorry for cussing at Florida fuckboy Trail, by the way. Well, shout out to the Trail, I guess. But so the two of the things I want to sit on is kind of one of those things where it's like kind of the black vote has kind of already been compromised because that's the vote that got him the nomination. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy that he did kind of turn around and slap the, the black voters in the face with that comment, which some people were saying was like, hey, it was just a joke gone awry, but that's kind of a wild joke to be trying to shoot off on the hip, knowing that there is so much at stake. So even rolling back to Marcus's point with most of the candidates, if all the candidates, there's no perfect candidate. There's no perfect human being. There's just human beings that are just like, you know, the worst type of human beings 
publicly cons consistently like 45 is and this is this is not any type of slander this is stuff you can google on your your computer or your phone right now you know what i'm saying but to his point about a uh, biden not being the perfect candidate and it, it's <laughs> the way that i look at it now is that the game has changed like 45 has changed all the rules of the game to the point where we're in a in a new frontier it's almost the wild west unfortunately like, for example, let's say that some allegations come out that Joe Biden's out here sm smashing fucking, what is that girl's name? Uh, Tiana Trump, right? Let's say that that, that allegation is out there. At this point, it don't matter. Trump has done, 45 has done like 30,000 wilder things. Like, we can go down and listen with wild things he said and done. So I, I feel like that shouldn't be an argument not to vote for anybody. Like, think about the candidates we're going to have in 20 years with, with the emergence of social media, Snapchat, Instagram. Our future president right now is on tape having done something extremely crazy, and it's it's not going to matter. So those arguments, in my opinion, shouldn't be used to judge somebody right now. And, and I get it. Again, nobody's perfect. But I would I would take a career politician over a guy who was on The Celebrity Apprentice or wrote a, a terrible book that didn't stand the age of time or had multiple businesses failed or called for the murder of the uh, Central Park Five or stole people's money to give it back or <clears throat> racially discriminated uh, people in his uh, in his housing. You know what I'm saying? This is the stuff I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Like there, there's probably a whole Google Doc of things that we could question them on. But again, not saying that we should lower our standards, but this is this is what it is at this point. You know what I'm saying? He did. He lowered the standard. The standard has been lowered, but well, the, the, it, the American people lowered the standard. That's that's what it was because they allowed him to be there. They did. Yeah. The, the standard has been lowered, but like you look at the previous president, you look at like Barack Obama and the standard we held him to. Not saying he was perfect, but look at his track record. Look where he came from. Look where he went to school. Look where he finished in his class. All the things that he did. And the standard for him is super high. But for Donald Trump, it's like, what did you do to get this job? Have you worked in government? Do you know anything? Like, did you just talk? Did you like if I, if I'm honestly, if you're part of the Republican Party and you're a politician, y'all should be embarrassed because y'all got beat by someone who don't know the job, who don't know the system. And he came in here and played y'all and pumped all y'all and made it through. It's just crazy. But like you said, the game's changed now. Like it's going to be a point where you're going to have to vote for a president that's that's been wild on the internet, that's got YouTube videos acting crazy. Like that's what it is now. But do you not do you not want that honesty? So, like we have somebody like Trump, he's going to talk, he's going to lie, and it's so obvious that he's lying. But then we have all these other politicians that are going to tell us what we want to hear, kind of lowers the sleep. Like when Barack got in office. He kind of made everybody a little lazy. They was like, oh, black president, he's going to fix this. He's going to fix that. And we got too comfortable. But with Trump, we already know he's racist. He's going to try to do this. He's going to try to do this. And now we're just constantly fighting. So would you rather believe in somebody or fight somebody? Which one would you rather have? So I'll take this one. I, I, I get what you're saying that kind of the, the thought and idea of the, the black president or some people call him the, the magical Negro um, was supposed to, you know what I'm saying, make water turn the wine and, you know, make everything great. But the idea that 
and we can't pretend like a lot of the things that he wanted to do or try to do that he wasn't able to do for, you know, having to fight legislation all the time or fight the Republican Party. But your your idea or concept that we know that Trump is clearly or damn, I keep calling saying this dude's name. Forty five is clearly lying. Like almost everything that comes out of his mouth is a lie to the point where now Twitter had to put a, a blue check mark to fact check things that he's saying that are not true which is crazy that you have to do that for the president of the United States, but I digress. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. That's positive, though. The fact that... Yeah, I I get that. But I I get your point saying, yeah, this puts us in a position to be on the offense, right, where we need to attack and be productive and make moves, which is fine, but he's still in a position to make moves that is going to hurt the American people as a whole. It's not going to be forever. And I do agree with what you're saying. Like, I feel like you have the same mindset as me that a lot of people did kind of over-exaggerate when 45 was brought in office. People thought the world was going to end. They thought nucle- nuclear warheads were just going to go off all the time. Like, it's been bad, but we're not dead, if that makes sense. Like, we're still here. Things could be better, but things could be much, much worse. But again, my, my issue is that you do want to stay on your toes, but at some point, I think this hopefully knock on wood could be the breaking point where it's like, all right, cool, this is fun and games. We learned our lesson. Let's let's move on, and then hopefully in the future, like you're saying, realize the power of the black vote. Because again, we do have the power to elect people, but do we? If if the people of the Democrats are smart enough to realize we have that power, are we supposed to just continue to let you know the circus continue? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it's just one of the things, like you said, it's you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. So um, let's see. So we, we kind of talked about the whole Biden thing. Um, and I know you you had a concept before the whole riot and protesting thing went on as far as like, is there a way for black people to benefit from the next election from holding holding their votes? Do you still think that's possible in light of what's going on with the, the Floyd situation? Yeah, no, I had this. Scrap that idea completely. <laughs> I thought about it, and then like everything just started going crazy. I was like, "Well, this might not be the best option right now." Even though I'd rather fight racists all day instead of being lied to my face. But well, to your point about the line, though, but it, for people that are hip to gay, you know that's part of the game with politics. Like you know, there's going to be some lies in there. And you have to be able to sift through that and accept it to a certain point, as long as, like you said, certain things are being taken care of or certain agendas are being met, or you know, certain you know, certain problems being agrees. We're getting our bat scratch here. We know you have to give up something to get something, to a certain extent. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's true. But what's going on now is just out of control. So we'll, we'll just jump right into it. So if you haven't seen the video or heard the tapes or heard the reports, um. Uh, George Floyd was uh, murdered on tape uh, by four or well, there was four Minnesota cops, but it it is almost kind of par for the course what happened to uh, I can't think of his name because there's been so many of them. Uh, The first uh, I Can't Breathe Part One. um, What's his name? Lando Castile. That's nope. It wasn't him. It was a different. That was uh, Eric Garner. 
Eric Garner. Mm-hmm. And see, that's it's sad to the point where we're mixing up the black people that were murdered on tape. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, Lando Castile was the other person that was in with his son in Minneapolis. Wife. Yeah, yeah. So, so he was murdered on tape again. Uh, it took quite a while for the police to actually arrest these guys. They only ended up charging him with third degree murder, which they only arrested one. Make sure we, yeah, which third degree murder murder essentially means that hey, you know, some things happen. He died. We didn't mean for it to happen. Uh, I guess the medical examiner came out and said that pre existing underlying conditions were the cause of his death when there was clearly. You know, somebody putting their knee on his neck for was it like over seven minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Dude was clearly saying he could not breathe. You know what I'm saying? And he he passed away. But we're gonna blame pre-existing conditions for somebody having a foot uh, a knee on your neck. And they, again, might as, they might as well just said he died from the coronavirus. Just like just say he caught COVID nineteen. Like that. You might as well just say that. We're gonna make up stuff. Yeah. Like we okay. we, have, we have the tape. Like it's we see what the dude said. I can't breathe, dog. Like. And he he dies, and that has uh, sparked a lot of uh, peaceful protests that have evolved or devolved to rioting and looting, which is kind of gives me. It's not really mixed feelings. I have more mixed feelings of some of the people I see online and their their commentary about the rioting. But but uh, Adolphus, I want to know your thoughts on on the timeline. I know you you've gotten to it with a couple people. Um, I know you said you were out, you know, doing some of the uh, the protests and whatnot. So I just want to get your your thoughts on this. Uh, my uh, thoughts on it, though. Of course, I, I broke my toe, so I couldn't be out there. But I did make some donations to the PayPal, um, and I did inquire about potentially uh, sending some things for the people that were uh, doing the protests in my local area. Uh, my thoughts on the situation: um, as you dig deeper, you know, it, it's a wild place. Uh, first of all, there's video, like if you've seen the entire video from him at the store, uh, which I'd like to put out there, this was over a $20 counterfeit deal. Bruh, c- can we pause right. on that? Can no. we pause on that? $20, a dude lost his life over $20. Yeah. Really? Are Let's you- think about that. 20 freaking dollars. And I mean, I'm pretty sure all of us were adults. You've probably encountered a, a counterfeit bill at some point in your life. Like it happens. I mean, not saying that any of us made it, but these things that get into circulation. I know with me prior working in a bank, I see them all the time. Usually it's just an honest mistake. Like you may deal with somebody, you may buy a product from somebody or something. You get the fake 20, it's passed off. Uh, Some of the counterfeit people are so good, it's kind of hard to, you know, pick them out sometimes. But this person was murdered over a counterfeit $20 bill. If you watch the extended video, you can see them take him from that corner store move him across the street. He's already fallen in for whatever reason. They move him across the street. They take one of the police vans and strategically park it to where you can't see what's going on. And that's the end of that video. I mean, you see that it's still going on for a while, but they strategically block the video. Then somebody else released another video where you see them beating on him in the car. So they they were already getting physical with the guy anyway. And then you see the picture at the angle where you see three cops on top of him and then one cop angling to kind of try to block the uh, ongoers that were kind of looking, the ones from the original film that we've seen. So, I mean, it was nothing to me but an execution. Um, There are some theories that are coming out that uh, officer, not even officer, because fuck that bitch, Siobhan, 
and uh, George Floyd, they actually worked together at some point at a local restaurant or something like that. It just seems like the whole thing was premeditated. Like they seen what was going on and this is what they wanted to do. This was the end result because the thing is, and I can't say this about all police officers, and I shouldn't have to come back and say, hey, there are some good cops. There's some bad cops. There might be a million good cops to only 15 bad cops, but they're still bad cops. These people, they knew what they were doing the entire time. And the thing is, sometimes these people, they have a godlike complex to where they just feel like they're above the law because I can kill a motherfucker. It'll be a slight investigation. I'll get two weeks off and then that damn thing is going to happen. And they do this all the time. Like there was another video released uh, at some part in Dallas where once again, they were on top of another white man in the same matter, joking and laughing and he died on camera. And it just, it happens too often. And this dude, Siobhan, he had like several instances in the past. Like why was he not held accountable? Why is there no public database for these people that commit these crimes? Like I said, we know not all cops are bad. But the ones that are bad, like, it, it's just ridiculous. And you know what? At first, I was kind of against the, the looting and the rioting. And now I don't care. Like, just burn burn everything down. Fuck it. Let's, we, we built this country off of the backs of Negroes. We'll destroy this country off the back of Negroes. And that's my point. I mean, the, the thing when it comes to, like, saying, yeah, there's a few good cops out there. It's like when you watch that video you clearly see the bad one. You know what I'm saying? The guy with the knee on the guy's neck while he's handcuffed, not doing anything. You can clearly see that that guy is not a good one. But then you see the guy standing to the side, just standing there, the cop just sitting there watching. Though That's the problem, is when you have people like that who don't say anything, who don't do anything, and just let shit like that happen. So now it's like, so what do you... What's your deal? You're just as complicit as that guy. If you're one of those people who's just going to stand by and let something like that happen, then you're also part of the problem and you make everyone else look bad. Like I saw a video today, like there was a a protester doing something. He got he got snatched up by the cops. One of the cops did pretty much did the same move, dropped his knee on the dude's neck or whatever. But then another cop that was there was like, hey, move your knee, move it to his back. And he did. So, dude, well, like, and, and that might have only been because there were people filming. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, like, yo, I, 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 it out, bro. Like, you need to, you need to get it right, dog. We just had. Either, either, if, if that's what it takes, though, then that's what it takes. Like, that's all we got. everything. But either, but either way, but that guy's still alive though because that yeah. other cop did something. Like those other people knew they were getting recorded. Like, the, like the ones in the George Floyd video, the, the camera people were a whole lot closer than this other guy. So it's just like. If you're just gonna stand there and just let stuff happen, you're just as guilty as, as the as the clear bad one. So it's hard to tell like who's the good one and who's the bad one. If as a good one, you're just gonna stand around and let the bad one commit murder in front of you, how am I supposed to know you're a good one? How am I supposed to know that? You're not at, a good cop would have would have said something like, "Hey, we you've been on this dude's neck for almost five minutes. How about you move it along? Like let's." pick him up and move him somewhere else. You don't need to have a knee on him the entire time. But you just stood there and said nothing. And I, I think the issue is that the police force has that same brotherhood mentality that the military has to where if something goes on, 
you don't tell on your brothers or if you tell on your brothers, your career is pretty much over. Similar to like a cover up with, um, what is his name, Pat Tillman? When the friendly fire thing, they just want to cover up everything instead of just being straightforward and honest about it. It's just, it's a hard situation to be in when anytime you're in a group like that or any type of gang or anything and you know something is wrong and you speak out like either just your career or your life is just going to be over with and the system as a whole is just all types of messed up well even to your point about the the police force kind of having well, the police force has definitely been militarized, as you can see with the riots and the protesters. Like police be showing up with mad gear. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they 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 might as well be as if they're like been deployed to the Middle East or something like that. They got riot shields, they got machine guns, they got rubber bullets, which apparently are way more uh, lethal than I thought. I've seen nine videos of people getting clipped with rubber bullets. I'm like, yo. Uh, one dude lost an eyeball. Just one lady had a big old mark in the middle of her head. Like I'm like, God damn. Like, it, mm, yeah. And, and and to my point with that too, is if rubber bullets can do that much damage, why not use those instead of just clipping people immediately? You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. It's <clears throat> if somebody's to a point where you think your life's in danger, yes, you have to do what you have to do. But <clears throat> for a lot of this stuff, like you go back to another black person who's murdered on tape with Walter Scott back in Charleston. Uh, he was fleeing the police and it was shot six times in the back. Like, I, I feel like if rubber bullets going to put a dent in my skull, I feel like if you shot somebody, an older black man in the back with rubber bullets, I'm pretty sure that would have stopped him. You know what I'm saying? Even though he literally was getting pulled over for something that wasn't a crime, but that's neither here nor there. <clears throat> but yeah, the thing is with the brotherhood with, uh, with the police forces, like, first of all, yeah, your career should be over if you're committing crimes. Like, yeah, you shouldn't be wanting to protect somebody that's doing something illegal. Like, you're supposed to be there to protect and serve, not protect and serve yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, see something, say something. Like, how do you expect ordinary citizens to do what you what you should be doing when you're not doing the right thing yourself? And and it's it's come to a point now where, again, if I'm driving down the street and I see a, a black dude get pulled over, I feel like it's my duty as a citizen to check on them or at least pull my phone out and make sure everything's good. Because in a lot of these cases and instances, if that is not done, a different story is going to be told. Hey, he reached for his wallet. We had to do what we had to do. Well, nah, well, we saw him just chilling. And y'all started capping him. So it's, it's almost our duty now as, as citizens to, to take care of our own because we can't expect the police take care of us like they should. If that makes sense. I mean that that's what happened to the to the guy in South Carolina. Like if that wasn't on camera, who knows what happens? Who knows if anybody gets arrested for that? So it's almost it's almost getting to the point where it's like if they're not going to hold themselves accountable, we have to do it now. Like if you see someone getting pulled over, it is within your legal right to pull over, pull your camera out, and watch it just to make sure and. And like I said, like, I know it's the thing where the, you know, the police officer put his knee on the guy's neck and then another police officer saw that they were being recorded. So he moved the cop's knee from his neck. If that's what it takes to get them to do the right thing, then that's what we got to do. Like, it, it, it doesn't feel good morally like that, that we have to be recording them for them to do the right thing. But if that's what's going to save somebody's life in the, in the long run, then that's what it's got to be at this point. 
Yeah, it definitely does. And and actually, I spoke to uh, a friend. I won't put their name out there. Um, a, a friend of a friend that works for the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office. And they were just kind of telling me that being a black police officer, you're conflicted most of the time. I mean, not all of them are bad, but you're kind of, I mean, you swear to that, that oath, that fraternity. And it's like, all you can really do is file complaints, but you have to deal with prejudiced white people. This is a, if you guys don't know, this is Jacksonville, Florida. So you got to deal with prejudiced white people. You got to deal with belligerent black people. And you got to deal with prejudice and racist police officers, too. So, I mean, if you guys know any police officers, please, you know, reach out to them. Let them know that they are loved and things like that, because these people, they're going through a lot. The thing is, it's been in Minneapolis alone in the last two decades, 193 police killings. Um, Some of these people, you know, have been killed by Siobhan by himself because he's obviously a fucking serial killer or something like that. And he gets a kick out of murdering minorities. Um, in total, it's been almost 500 in, in the in the country and not that long of a time frame. And it's kind of like we also kind of glaze over the amount of just police beatings that we that we see. Uh, me and South Breeze, we watched a mutual video where a freaking police officer just bro kicked the nigga for no reason. Like he had his hands up and he just kicked the dude. Yeah, bro. There's it's a whole compilation of cops just whipping people's ass. I'm like, yo, dog. Like, like Sparta kicked that dude in the back. I'm like, what are you doing? So to to Adolphus's point about uh, uh, the murderer, Derek Siobhan, apparently people released his, I guess, his history again. Um, I'm reading this per... It says it's confirmed by police spokesman John Elder, but it says, uh, let's see... It says Derek Chavon was put on leave in 2011 for an inappropriate police shooting of Alaskan Native American Leroy Martinez. Uh, Chavon shot Ira Latrell Toes, an unarmed black 21-year-old man in 2008. Chavon was one of the officers who murdered Wayne Reyes, a Latino man with 16 bullets, forced him in, forced into him. A total of 42 rounds were shot at one person. Um, Chavon, another officer were in a car chase in 2005, causing the death of three people, according to the communities United Against Police Brutality. And there are 12 police brutality complaints against Siobhan in the Minneapolis Office of Police Conduct uh, Complaint Database. They are all listed as closed, non-public, and no discipline. Yeah. And that 42 rounds, That what does that sound similar to, Sean Bell? And to me, that was like one of the first ones that I really heard of like this type of situation where it was just overkill of bullets to kill one person. Like, what the hell's going on? This guy is a, is a murderer. Like, there's nothing else to say. And you give him third degree murder? Like, come on, man. Arrest them all. All four should be arrested. I'm not saying all four should be convicted, but it's time to start making an example out of these people. And and the crazy thing is, is this is off the heels of the Ahmaud Aubrey murder. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit hasn't even been resolved. And that was equally as egregious just by, you know, regular citizens thinking that they are, you know, super cops. And it, it was unnecessary again. It, had it not been filmed, there could have been another story told. So, and what about uh, Amy Cooper again? That that happened just right before that. Or um, yeah, Brianna <laughs> her last name. Yeah, she was in her in her own home doing nothing. Exactly, and that's the same with the Siobhan cop 
uh, with with the guy that he shot in 2008, the I, I forgot if it's Ira, I forgot what his last name is, but they said he was sitting in the toilet and Siobhan busted in his house, busted in the bathroom, and just shot him in the stomach just for no reason. Like, what, the, what is going on here? But yeah. like I said, it has to be what we have to do. And I know the new name is keep that same energy. We have to keep this same energy regardless. Like, we got to continue to put pressure on these people, Nick. I don't want to hear about police reform because usually that just means that they'll give them extra training. What does that really do? We need to start prosecuting these police officers, um, especially if you catch them on tape because this stuff is it's too many times that you hear this. I mean, and I'm going to ask a question because I seen a poll on Twitter, not a poll, but just a question. And they asked like, what was the first murder or, or black person slang that, that really like touched you? South I, no, I was going to say, I was going to say that. I think it was the, the, the Walter Scott one in South Carolina because the way that it happened, it was, it was clear as day. The dude was running away the officer just stood up, lined him up, shot him, and just casually walked over there, dropped his taser, casually went over, you know, did whatever, called on the radio, said this, this, and this happened. And it was it was almost like he knew what he was doing. Like it was premeditated. Like, yeah, like this was not the first rodeo. Like, yeah, like I, can, I, I can, routine. He was like, I can do this. I know how to set this up so I get off and I'm straight. Then I saw the and, and the idea that if he wasn't videotaped that he would have got off was kind of like it hit me in a place where it's like there's people out there that know how to get away with this. They're in a position to where they can just get away with this and it doesn't matter unless someone has it on tape. And that was that's honestly that's the last video I've seen of any black person getting killed on tape. That's a lot. I'm, I cannot watch that stuff. I can't watch it no more. I don't want to see it. I get. And I, I said this to something. I was like, I get the idea of posting that stuff because you want to raise awareness, but that's not like that's not for black people. We don't need to see any more of that. Like we don't need that extra trauma of watching the video. That's for white people to see because they clearly don't believe this stuff is happening. They need to see that stuff. We don't need to keep watching it. Like you tell me, like a black dude or a black person was killed unjustly. I believe you. I don't need to see the video. I've seen enough. So that was the one for me. I would say for me, it was Philando Castile, mm. and it wasn't by police, but the, the Trayvon situation, because after that happened and how cocky George Zimmerman was and how all the racists were donating to him, making sure he could still make a living. And he was out here making paintings and selling the paintings for high amounts. And they were just, they were just supporting him. And I just, I just didn't understand, like, first of all, racism doesn't make sense. And if you talk to somebody or you watch an interview on why they're that way, they don't have any, a reason to do it. And it's just, he was so arrogant. And to this day, he's still just, the same way it was just disgusting but to, to kill somebody with their kid in the car with their their wife or girlfriend in the car even after he had he admitted that he had his name and he was he had his uh was it an nra card and his 
Yeah, all the correct information, and still none of that was good enough. Still, the people that said, "Make sure you have your correct information. Make sure you don't do anything." Well, why was he giving the top attitude? Why was he doing that when he wasn't doing none of that stuff? Those people didn't come out and and scream for for that officer to be arrested. And that's when I realized, like, this is just going to continue to get worse. Yeah, the, the NRA conveniently was very quiet when that happened, even though any other time it's two way rights. You can see them marching and protesting like, oh, we want our guns. They're going to take our guns. We need our guns. But when somebody was actually doing what they're supposed to be doing, being a registered concealed carry holder is gunned down for having the guns that you so vigorously fight for. It's it's crickets when it's a black person I'm like, oh, well, uh, but we have nothing to say or whatever. Um but I'll also go with the Walter Scott one uh, because I, I used to live around that same area. Shout out to the homie Nas. Uh, check him out on the Self-Control podcast. But, yeah, like I've literally driven down that road. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like, damn, like he got pulled over for a taillight, right, which is having a broken taillight, one broken taillight in South Carolina is not against the law, first and foremost. So I'm like, shit, I'm, I'm you know, I've ridden dirty a couple times in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like. What if my tail light was out and I had had not known about it? You know what I'm saying? I got pulled over some dumb shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Regardless, you know, people be like, oh, well, you shouldn't have ran. Well, shit, gas should be $4 a gallon when it was $4, $4 a gallon. doesn't change the fact that a dude put six bullets in his back. You know what I'm saying? So that's the one that really sticks to me. I'm like, yeah, that 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 could have been me. You know what I'm saying? Like, And, and, and I'm curious to answer... I'm curious how white people would answer this. You know what I'm saying? Like for us, it hits home a little different, but I wonder if there is one of these that they actually like, you know, really hit them hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, do they actually think about these things like we do? I don't uh, think they do because they don't think it's going to happen. That's not going to happen to them. And they, it, and maybe it will, but they don't think it will. They don't think that they're going to get pulled over. And if anything goes wrong, they're going to get capped. Like they don't think that they don't, they're not nervous when they get pulled over. They're not. They might be nervous that they might get a ticket, but black people are nervous that they might die. There's a huge difference between, all right, I might get a $200 ticket that's going to set me back for a little bit, or I'm going to die. Like, I might literally die. Like, I've seen videos where guys are, the cop tells them to get out the car. Dude gets out the car. Cop tells them, get your wallet. Dude goes to get his wallet and gets shot. It's like that ain't that doesn't happen to white people. It doesn't. Yeah, they really there. Oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. And I remember a time me and South Breeze actually went through this together. South Breeze sold me an old drug dealer car. Wow. <laughs> and it's we a classic in, automobile. It's All a classic right. automobile. And I was pulled over, and thank God that he happened to be in town because what it was like four police cars, and they had me handcuffed because they were saying that somebody in a similar car, and this car was super old. You're not gonna see a similar car, that's a lie. But somebody had been riding around selling drugs in the neighborhood. Then they were trying to say the car was stolen because it wasn't in my name. So thank God South Brisbane was in town because I was about to go to jail then. But this, this is what people need to realize. Like when that situation was going on, I was like, fuck, I'm finna, I'm finna go to jail. 
or I'm about to die. Like these cops are acting really belligerent and out of control because I sell drugs, which I don't anymore. And Southbury's luckily was there to bail me out, but, but not bail me out of jail, but bail me out by saying, Hey, this is my car and blah, 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 blah. But just to answer the question that I asked, like for me, the Trayvon Martin situation, it wasn't by a cop. That really affected me. Um, and one of the things that really pissed me off was um, just the fact of the stories that you hear that he's going to the store for some Lipton iced tea and some Skittles. And this crazed maniac is following him around, instigating some stuff, and then just uses that as an opportunity to kill him. It wasn't even just that. It was the fact that I was working in corporate America and these white people, when when George Zimmerman was acquitted, were so happy. I mean, high fives, yeah, you know, blah, 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 blah. This is, and I'm just like, the fuck is wrong with you people? You know, and it just really made me realize, like, you know, am I a sellout for even working around these people for, you know, or, or am I becoming the black friend to them? So that was a tough situation for me. Um, Jordan Davis, of course, because I would visit that gas station daily and get me a monster or a Gatorade. And, you know, you just and I play my music loud. I have the woofers in the trunk. And this is what he was killed over. Didn't do anything. But as far as the cops are concerned, it was Eric Garner, a loose cigarette. And I don't know how many cops were on him, but it seemed like it was a lot. And they choked him out over a Lucy. Me being a brother that has been in the hood, I know gas stations that sell Lucy's. Like, why are you like I don't I didn't get it? Like, or even Alton Sterling selling CDs, like any of these situations, the, the Walter Scott, you know, a busted tail like shit. I ride with dirty tags all the time. I need to change my tag now. It's dirty, you know. I'm gonna kill tomorrow because I didn't pay my taxes, like. It just yeah. doesn't make sense, you know. You just it, it makes you. And one of the things that white people should do, which I'm going to give a shout out to my homeboy Big John, because he did, you know, text me and we had a conversation because he's white, and he was trying to just figure out how your black friends feel when they have to go through this stuff. When you have to today, I was going to the mall, and I'm wondering, okay, I, I hope it's enough black people in here to where I don't feel uncomfortable for being the only black person here. Or why is this white person in this car looking at me? Or, you know, I, I want to make sure that I'm not in the wrong situation at the wrong time because my life could end or I can go to jail for whatever frivolous reason. And it's just like you, you don't understand the type of pressure that we have to live through on a daily basis because of racism, because of police brutality. So, you know, kudos to him just for even reaching out. But those are some situations that just really stuck with me. Well, I, I would have to say that Jordan Davis would have been second for me just because I was actually in town that night. And also, my little brother was like on the same side of town the night where he was shot. So, but real quick, I need to grab my charger from my computer before it dies, real quick. But, uh, lunch, what were your thoughts on uh, the looting? I didn't really get your takes on that. On the looting? Yeah. I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Um, my only issue now, at first I was like, people are angry. It's whatever. And then more videos 
started coming out where I'm like, hold on. It's first, it's white people in front destroying everything, which is just inciting anger for everybody else out there and then everybody else is going in. And so now I don't like it strictly for the reason that it seems like there's another agenda causing the looting and the riots because every video you see of somebody on top of a car uh, busting a window or like somebody recording saying there's a random pallet of bricks just sitting here, no construction going on. It's just, it's too weird for me. And I don't like our people. I know it's a lot of young people out there that's running in these stores. I don't like our people being out there if it's a bigger um, situation at play. It's, it's, it's honestly, it's kind of, I didn't think about it until uh, I saw someone tweeting about it, but it makes it, it's wild that we haven't had people looting sooner because there, I know it's, there is a pandemic still going on. You know what I'm saying? Like the coronavirus is still out there. They're, the coronavirus is kind of, I guess, been pushed to the sideline or whatever, but that thing is still out there. And a lot of people have lost their jobs. A lot of people can't work. And the US government has given its citizens one. $1,200 check. Like, and that's supposed to last people, what was that, two months ago that we got that? How long ago was that check? Like, two or three months ago? So the idea that people haven't been looting and rioting since is kind of crazy. Like, people should have been out here. Like, if tar if people want to go on the Target and take all their shit, because they're mad about the idea that, like, there's people filing for unemployment that are that literally got a raise. Like the job that they were making doesn't give them as much as unemployment gives them, which is kind of like that. It shouldn't be that. Like you shouldn't be making more money in unemployment than you do at your regular job. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, fuck Target. You know what I'm saying? Like I go to Target every now and again. Like my wife loves Target. I get it. But Target's going to be all right. You know what I'm saying? Like they went to CNN and trashed CNN in Atlanta. That shit was back on and popping. Like nothing ever happened the next, the next day. day. You know what I'm saying? These places are gonna be fine. And if you, if I don't like the idea of other people coming in and like you know just like breaking shit as far as like just like like the whole brick thing. Like I saw that. Like what is that? Like setting people up and making it look like it's just black people out here. Like I don't like that idea. But the idea of like people being upset and rioting and looting, Target's gonna be fine. CNN is gonna be fine. These businesses. It's funny with the Target thing because I just like was writing a paper that had to deal with like Target and Walmart and Amazon. Doc, it, I think in 2019 or I think in 2020, regardless, in one quarter, Target's gross revenue was over 15 billion dollars. In one quarter, one quarter, I think one burnt down building, they're gonna be just fine. Target ain't like, worried about that. They're not gonna miss a meal if you burn down one building. You could argue burning down that target or looting that target is job creation because there's some contractors gonna get a job, some painters are gonna get a job, some laborers are gonna get a job. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's job creation. You know what I'm saying? My, my take on looting and shit like that is. Which kind of kind of agitated me with some of my followers. I follow a lot of Falcons fans or whatever. Um, 
as long as nobody dies, like I said, fuck it, burn it, dog. Like everything, you can rebuild it, right? You can rebuild a building. You can rebuild like people are like, oh, if anybody touches Mercedes Benz Stadium, like <laughs> Arthur Blank, he's got it. Like he's he'll it'll be all right. They'll, they'll, they'll build ten more. Oh, they destroyed the college football museum. It's fucking football. It's not that serious, right? You can rebuild a target, but you can't bring Floyd back to life. He's not coming back. All these other things are, are replaceable material things. It doesn't matter. I get it. It sucks. It's, it creates a it creates a disturbance or whatever. But uh, Floyd's life was disturbed. He's dead. People that, are mad. That's the big Joker. Like, there's nothing else you could say to that. You would you rather me burn down your house or kill your mom? You can get a new house. You know what I'm saying? Like it. it that, that's where the conversation needs to end. It needs to end right there. It doesn't. It doesn't fucking matter, dog. But got, you know they got insurance. Exactly. And again, look at it from this way. If you you want to look at it from like oh a, a, a financial standpoint, the murder of a man over a twenty dollar bounce check. Y'all could have avoided that. Y'all had to kill that man. Now Target's got to have their building burnt down. Like it. Look at it that way. Same with any other protest or riot or any type of movement that started. It it's it could one hundred percent be avoided. Like you're this stuff is you're bringing it on yourself. That's on you at that point, man. Hey, man. Like I said, I might not throw a brick, but I will give you some water. You know what I'm saying? I'll put some on your bail. But I mean, it is what it is. This is what you have to do to get attention, because apparently, peaceful protests that uh, one Colin Kaepernick tried to do, <laughs> apparently, that was a problem. That that didn't get the job done. Hey, and it's ironic. Go ahead. <laughs> and it's ironic that you know he was taking a knee, talking about uh, injustice for black and brown people, and you know police brutality, and it's kind of full circle that a knee was used to kill this man on tape. And now people want to backtrack and be like, oh, Colin Kaepernick or and we'll transition real quick as, as we wrap up to the, the stupid ass shit celebrities are saying, like God, bringing, up, <laughs> bringing up Martin Luther King Jr. and Rosa Parks and bruh, this, this dude sit Kaepernick sit here and told y'all the game. He said, hey. This is what was going on, but y'all want to be fixated on oh the military, oh the troops, respect the flag, respect the anthem while you're going to get a beer as the anthem's going on during the game, as you're looking at your phone as the anthem's going on during the game, as your hat is on as the anthem is going on during the game. But we need to respect the troops. Oh, he had socks with with pigs on them, disrespecting our law enforcement. Blue lives matter to the point where there were police officers that said they weren't going to do their guard duty at a game. Like you can do that. I can just be like, hey, I'm mad at this guy. I'm not going to I'm not going to honor my shield or my oath or whatever. Like I can't do that. Normal people can't do that. But you, you, you fixated on something that was a non issue because apparently talking about the racism and the inequality between black and brown people makes you uncomfortable so we're going to shift the narrative oh it's about the military oh it's about the flag oh it's about some socks oh it's about a fidel castro t-shirt all that all that is noise you're, you're looking past the issue that we are still dealing with now there was a lady that had a sign that said it's been like 40 years i'm still protesting the same shit you know what yeah. i'm saying <laughs> you got to burn it down to get somebody's attention I'm, it is what it is. I'm just annoyed at some of these people that are upset about these 
these targets being burned down, but they got they got no problem burning their Kaepernick jersey. They ain't got no problem burning that LeBron James jersey when he when he switches teams as a free agent. You got no problem going outside and burning jerseys, but now you got a problem with the target being on fire. All right, bro. Well, okay. let's not talk. Let's let's not talk about all the celebrations for sports teams winning championships. Oh, Canadians are crazy. <laughs> Canadians are when their hockey teams win, all hell breaks loose. But that's just celebration. Let's let's celebrate. Let's turn up. West Virginia burning. They're, West Virginia is known for nothing but burning couches. That's what they're known. I don't know nothing about West Virginia outside of them burning couches when their team is good. That's it. The crazy part is that they keep posting that picture of Martin Luther King protesting, and it was like, this is how you protest. But oh, they, they Banks. The other pictures. Oh, my God. Start the water holes being sprayed on them. They just show that one picture and say, this is how you protest, and then forget mm. about beating their ass a few seconds later. Yeah, exactly. What did, what did they do? Nails wrong. <laughs> exactly. They got the ass whooped. They got the ass like they peacefully protested and got their ass whooped up and down the street. Like, what are you talking? Like, this is how you're supposed to protest. What happens when you do that? You get fucked up. Hey, hey but violence isn't the answer. So we'll use Desi Banks as the whipping boy for all celebrities, <laughs> athletes, and, and and people that are just generally educated. So the the tweet that he did was the one that uh, Lunch was referring to, saying showing uh, Martin Luther King and some other historical figures again. I'm sorry for not being prepared, but. The, the picture that they were showing was of uh, the March on Selma, which has been been deemed Bloody Sunday. Again, violence is not the answer, but this historic event that started out as a peaceful pro- protest ended up being one of the most violent incidences in American history, deemed Bloody Sunday. So if you haven't heard of that, because you probably didn't learn about it in school, because apparently from what these athletes and celebrities are tweeting out, Black History Month starts and ends with Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks. That's That's literally all they teach you in school. They got to put so go Google rock in there now, probably. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the first black president. So they next chapter. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. Yeah, man. Come on, Spider-Man. Come on, Miles. You're wild. But, um, yeah, so Desi Banks, I guess he's a he's an internet celeb. I don't know what he is. You could say a D-list celebrity. I guess he makes funny videos, uh, I guess, reminiscing about hood encounters and hood activities and reenacting. I guess what every black person's experience being in the hood, whether they get a new car or they go to the barbecue or the cookout or trying to holler at a girl or something like that. And apparently a lot of people could relate to this to the tune of them having a million followers on Twitters. So he posted that picture of Martin Luther King talking about this is a protest and then posted a picture under about looting. And again, the picture he posted shortly afterwards, all the people had their asses beat, people's skulls getting cracked, hoses, all that shit. So a lot of people were under the tweet like, yo, dog, like you should take this down. You need to, you know, check your history books. You need to read up on this. And 500,000 followers later, Desi Banks is posting pictures or videos talking about, I didn't even watch the video because, again, I, that's a clown post. I don't need to hear nothing else you said. But I guess he was selling out and apologizing his very extremely proper voice, um, not the hood voice he portrays in his videos, but. Yeah, man, like you, you should have shut the fuck up and eat your food, man. Like you you just lost. You took money out of your pocket because you want to ride the wave and seem like you were making a statement. Nobody asked you, dog. Nobody asked any of you celebrities or any of you famous people for your takes. 
If you don't know what you're talking about, it's cool to sit this one out. It's a quick Google search to figure out like, hey, you know, this is this is what it is. And it's unfortunate that we're looking to celebrities uh, with the whole uh, Keisha Banks in Atlanta with the mayor. Why is Killer Mike and T.I. the first two people you think to call for a press conference? Nigga, what the fuck, bro? What the fuck, man? Those There's are so many things. We, <laughs> the, 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 first thing, the first thing that bothered me was, like, I don't know what T.I. was wearing, dog. Like, the coronavirus, the pandemic has really hit him hard because he he looked tired, man. Like, he looked mad tired, dog. You, you're, you're too rich to be that tired, dog. Like, I know you got kids, but, bro, like, get some sleep. Get a haircut. Wear some decent clothes and stop calling Atlanta Wakanda, bro. Like, what are you talking about? Atlanta's Wakanda. Yeah, the, come on. The same place where he was arrested at it and at his own residence because the security guard didn't believe it was him. Uh, the dude's a seven time felon, but yeah. <laughs> he likes sure. to brag about on all of his records, yeah, seven time felon, but I care about a case. Yeah. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have any leaders in the community you could have called. Like, I guess. Killer Mike, he be saying some stuff, but there's a lot of people that kind of look at him kind of sideways a little bit. But ah, damn, man, it's, it's, it's celebrity culture right now. Celebrity culture is it's like we people. Like I saw on my timeline, people were like demanding, like, why hasn't Beyonce said anything? Is Beyonce gonna say something? And it's just like, what is, what is it that? Why are we asking celebrities for stuff? And at this point. I was I was asking people like, hey, what what do you want from celebrities when something like this happens? Do you want them to speak out, or do you want them to be quiet and just kind of play the background and donate their money whenever they can, or do you want them to just kind of go about their business, release music or videos or whatever it is they do? Because I feel like Desi, he could have just been like, yo, let me just try to make something funny and just say, hey. Here's something to kind of keep your mind off of what's going on. Here's a funny video. Stay in your lane, bro. Stay in your lane. Like I get it with Beyonce. She's a big, she's a big name. She's a she's got a big voice. So I get people kind of wondering, like, hey, is she gonna say anything? But me personally, I don't think your I don't think her voice is going to do as much as her wallet can. Like crack open that wallet and do something with that. And I and at according to according to her mother. She is doing that. She's doing stuff behind the scenes. She is working. Jay-Z doing the same thing because that's what they've been doing. They have a track record of that. You can look to what they've been doing. They bail, bail people out of jail. They pay for their lawyer fees and all that stuff. They've been doing that for years. So the idea that you have to, like, that you're demanding Beyonce to speak out about this is kind of crazy to me. Like, she... She has a track record. She she's done this. She she knows what she's doing. You know what I'm saying? Like they they know what they're doing. We don't need a statement from her. Like at this point, what else is there to say? It's on like we saw the video. Oh, I didn't see the video, but everybody else has seen the video. There's nothing else to say. Just put your put your either go out and pro like like J. Cole. J. Cole hasn't said nothing, but he's out there marching. And that's fine. Do that. But like don't say something just for the sake of saying something. Don't let don't let Twitter pressure you into saying something that you don't really know what you're talking about, that and you I, don't fully just, understand. And I just want to piggyback on that because uh, last night, and I want to give a shout out to Keeping It Real 101 for having me on their podcast. I kind of reiterated the, reiterated the same rhetoric where I was kind of saying 
you can't be mad at your black or white friends for not being as vocal or for not marching with you because you don't know what they could be doing behind the scenes. Like just because they're not out here, you know, beating the table, that doesn't mean that they're not supporting in other ways. So, I mean, even with Beyonce, maybe she knows better than to say something, you know, because without all the facts, sometimes you can say something that can, you know, you go from 80 million to 40 million with the quickness, you know, so I, I don't hate on people for not being as vocal because it we shouldn't have to look to celebrities to do that. These celebrities, we don't know what type of struggles they've been through. Shit, some of them aren't even like Negro American blacks. Like they be West Indies and Africans and stuff like that. So, you know, just taper your expectations for these people because they, they don't have to say something to still be a part of the, the cause. Maybe that's just not who they are as people. You know, but see the the thing about that is that before our athletes and celebrities would stand by us and speak up, but they weren't our leaders at the same time. Now we don't really have leaders. Like they killed Malcolm X, they killed Martin Luther King, they assassinated everybody else. They put they destroyed our families and everything like that. So the people that probably would have grew up after Malcolm X and everybody else to be leaders in the black community. We don't really have those people. So all we have is the J. Coles and the Kendricks and the Jay-Z's and all these other people. So I'm just wondering, like, who could lead a, a, a correct, not a correct protest, but just a protest and it actually end up going somewhere? Because we don't really have those type of people that are not celebrities. So real quick, that is a good point. That is what somebody's saying. We don't have the leaders in the community. Also, with your point about you know having the Malcolm Martin Luther Kings, you see people like uh, Dick Vitale talking about like, oh, we need another Martin Luther King. <laughs> like y'all didn't put a bullet in his head, dog. Like what are you talking about? So uh, I actually have to run. So I will let y'all continue to, to wrap things up. Lunch. We'll definitely have you back on again. So I appreciate you rolling through. Uh, yeah, and I know Marcus, he's a, uh, a secondary Falcons fan. Um, what? I, I'm letting <laughs> he, he's a frequent guest of the Dirty Bird Nation report, so I'm, I'm gonna let him uh chop up uh the, the Falcons tweet from uh Caleb Mega Gary, that's what they call him on the, <laughs> on the timeline. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why well, one, one, uh, one more question for y'all? It is it weird how everybody is protesting around the world this time around i will say this this does feel different this it, does feel different it was real different like they're they're protesting in japan yeah and whenever they see a black person in places like japan they look at them like it's just the weirdest thing in the world because they they rarely see it so it's just kind of strange that they're protesting in germany in japan in the uk or just it's just different this time around and i want to see how it plays out yeah, so what uh, Southbridge was talking about, Caleb uh, McGarry, he's an offensive lineman that plays for them, for the Falcons. He tweeted out, so in response to a sad and senseless death, people burned down the police stations and businesses of innocent people. Those involved have made themselves no better than the cops they claim to hate. Congrats. That's 
That is not what you want to do because I, I think this is his second year as a as an NFL player, so he doesn't know about Falcons Twitter. Like Falcons Twitter does not forget anything. They will bring up they will bring this tweet up every chance they get whenever he makes a mistake. Now apparently he came out with like a a quote unquote apology tweet saying like, oh he's still trying to learn and he's trying to figure it out and you know, whatever, whatever. But once you kind of get on the bad side of Falcon Twitter, you kind of stay there for life unless you just unless you become a Hall of Famer. But as you would assume, this the person that tweeted this is white. So this is coming from a a space of someone who doesn't really doesn't fully understand why people are, are upset and why people are doing these things because this isn't something that he has to worry about. Like, I don't know if he has kids or not, but he doesn't, he's not going to have the talk with his kids. He's not going to be like, Hey, you're starting to drive now. This is something that you have to do whenever you're pulled, pulled over by the cops. You're going to have to keep your hands on the steering wheel. Be as respectful as you can, even to the point where you're almost embarrassing and degrading yourself as a person. You're going to have to let them know what you're doing, why you're doing it, before you do it. You're going to have to do all these things. This is something that he doesn't understand. And Atlanta Atlanta and Georgia are two different places. Like Atlanta is predominantly black. Georgia Mm -hmm. is kind of different like it's it's a different world out there so you he's probably speaking to the the people that are in georgia whereas the people in atlanta or are very offended by this and i i get it like the idea that and, and this is the thing is is that people focus on all right these people are looting they shouldn't be doing this these people are rioting they shouldn't be doing this these people are uh, burning down police stations and burning down targets. They shouldn't be doing this. They look at all those things, but then they ignore why they're doing that. There's a reason that they're burning down. You know how mad you got to be to burn down a target? Do you know how mad you got to be to burn down a police, like to burn down a police station? That's crazy. Like you got to be pissed off. So it's like you're, you're, he, his problem was is he is focusing on the wrong thing. He's focusing on the looting. He's focusing on the rioting. He's focusing on the things being burnt to the ground. Let's talk about why they're doing these things. That's the issue. That should be the main point here. White, apparently white people don't know how to do that because when Kaepernick was kneeling, it became about the flag, not why he was kneeling. And it's just like people keep saying, oh, George Floyd wouldn't want to be remembered this way, but they're not. They're they're like George George Floyd's death or murder started these protests, but that's not why people are protesting. They're that's protesting. not a conversation anymore. Yeah, because everything that happened before that, like it was just a buildup and this just exploded everything. It's just and it- and there's some people that are fine. There, there's literally people that are fine with this. They're like, okay, my tax dollars go to the police officers. Event, occasionally, one of y'all got to go. And some people are fine with that. And they'll let that stuff happen. And they're not going to go out there and do anything or say anything or put their money towards anybody. And that's why they focus on 
They don't want to talk about Kaepernick. They don't want to talk about why Kaepernick is kneeling. They want to talk about why it's disrespectful to the troops that he is kneeling. They don't want to talk about why this man got murdered on video. They want to talk about people looting and rioting. They want to change the narrative. Let's talk about something else. Let's. I don't want to talk about that. Let's talk about something that's easier to talk about. You know, it, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's like the Dick Vitale tweet is just annoying. And I, I know we got to wrap, but like, I would, I would pay attention to the non-black people, like the non-black creatives and uh, people that make money off of black culture, whether it be, you know, dances or talking about rap or, or music or whatever. And those people who aren't saying anything or giving their money or showing any type of support, pay attention to those people. Pay attention to those white people that are profiting off of our culture, off of our stuff, and are not being supportive like TikTok. If you want to do a TikTok video, you're not allowed to put hashtag Black Lives Matter. So I, I don't know what TikTok's number is because I'm too old to be on TikTok I don't, and I can't dance. So I don't know what their their stock is looking like. I don't know what their membership is looking like, but I would assume that they're losing a lot of subscribers because the only people that make TikTok hot are black kids. Black kids make TikTok hot. So if black kids aren't on TikTok anymore, what are these white kids going to do? How are they going to go viral without black kids doing the new shit and making it popular? You know what I'm saying? So pay attention. Like if you're, if you're, a per- if you're now, nah, I, w- I was about to say a person of color. If you are black and you're still on TikTok, they don't care about you. Just know that they don't care about what you do. They don't care about your life. They don't care about anything in in those matters. They want you to just do your little dance and let some other white kid come over and get popular off of that. Just just pay attention to these things because, like I said. Black culture, black kids, we make ev- they make everything cool. Everything that's cool, everything that's popping socially and culturally is because of us. Music, that's us. Social media, that's us. Dances, that's us. So if they don't want to respect us and like treat us with any kind of dignity. Tw- TikTok should be done by the end of the year. TikTok should not be around. TikTok should be, there should be something else that takes its place. T- TikTok don't fuck with black people. So why ain't no reason for us to be on there no more? I had to download the new Snapchat. There's like a black TikTok. I don't know what it's called, but I had to download it on my niece's iPad and delete TikTok off of there. Well, definitely. If you find out what it is, you know, you know who we are. Just add us on Twitter. We'll definitely, um, you know, add that and we're going to make that blow up. Um, so we'll go ahead and close here. So um, definitely shout out to you uh, at lunch underscore three times money. Uh, any closing thoughts on your end? Any shout outs or anything like that? I hope this creates change. That's it. No more protesting after this. No more deaths after this. I hope we create real change. I definitely agree with you on that. And we definitely appreciate you for stopping by. Uh, Marcus, uh, any closing thoughts on your end? I would just say uh, black people just want equality. We don't want revenge for everything that's been happening. Just equality. That's it. 
And I, uh, when it comes to, when, when we say when we say Black Lives Matter, it's not just black women. Not it's not just black men. It's black women. It's black trans people. It's black gay people. It's black lesbians. Everybody that's black falls under that Black Lives Matter slogan. So we have to act like that. Stay safe. Try try to do something fun if you can. If you're out here going hard protesting, I appreciate that because I'm not out there. I give my money and stuff like that. But if you're out there going hard all the time, find a moment to do something fun or to laugh at something or to just relax because we can't have people out here just dropping dead of like heart attacks and stuff like that. Like oh, take yeah. a minute, take a minute, take a break, play the game. Listen to a listen to a record, do something, but make sure you guys are taking care of yourselves. Like if you're out here protesting, take care of yourself. Just do that. Oh yeah, definitely. You definitely got to take some time uh, for yourself uh, during these times. Also, if you're out in that heat, make sure you pack a backpack, some water, some bananas, maybe for that potassium. And a skateboard, because that seems like that is the weapon of choice for everybody now. Uh, so I will be uh, having me a skateboard soon so I can whack people that are out of control. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to uh, Re Reduce Lunch. Um, give a special shout out to uh, Keeping It Real 101. Uh, everybody that has uh, been following us throughout this journey, uh, we are now you know, converting over to KTSC Ave. So, you know, if you ever on our street, give us a holler. You know what I'm saying? This is AC37 and I'm out. Bitch! And fuck the police.